Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have been promising you a special surprise guest. I don't think that I could come up with any better way to wrap up 2022 than to welcome back our friend. We call him Matt the Musher, affectionately. Matt Pavelio is his name. He's the after hours favorite Iditarod racer. At least he was in 2022 and Hoping for an update as we turn the calendar to a new year. Matt, happy holidays to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Amy, and uh, happy holidays to you as well. How are you? That's a loaded Uh, question, you know. (laughs) Good. A little bit lost this year, but uh, doing good, doing good. Why are you lost? Well, uh, you know, I mean, last year, I think when we were talking, you know, I was kind of looking at one of the biggest, neatest opportunities, obstacles, uh, you know, athletic endeavors, just kind of uh, looking at the Iditarod. And this year, um, I, I wouldn't say lost. I've stepped back in my role from, like, being the primary musher in the yard, and I'm kind of just uh, uh, a consultant, a coach, and um, helping a, a group of ladies um, that want to qualify for the Iditarod. And then my daughter kind of get ready for the races for the season. So a smaller a kennel with uh, kind of – uh, less ambitious goals this year, I would say, to a certain extent. I mean, we don't have a thousand mile race, but um, man, um, that weather has been crazy, and it's uh, that's kind of been the big story up here as well. Um, but I think Buffalo and that uh, those guys, <laughs> they kind of they kind of take the cake, and you know, I mean, it's you know, our our heart goes out to them. We uh, we understand the bad weather, but that's like that's that's next level up there. So. Yeah, lots of little obstacles, but um, yeah, not running I did around this year, but uh, having some fun, kind of a different perspective, I guess, on the whole sport. Well, I I guess I had anticipated that your decision would be this one, only from uh, our text messaging, but also knowing kind of where you were, but I, I'm sure people would like to know why, if you wouldn't mind telling us what made you decide not to follow up and race again this year. Well, I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, you know, there's all these unlimited, you know, goals and lofty, um, lofty 
expectations on myself, but, you know, I've got limited resources and limited energy. And so it kind of boils down to, uh, you know, kind of got to go to work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if I, if I could pull like an Air Emirates uh, type of uh, sponsorship or, you know, uh, something like that, then I would be, you know, I would, uh, I would pay my mortgage that way and I would go out and run dogs all day long. I think it, economics break, break it down. But, uh, sure. I mean, furthermore, it's just to do it right. You got to put your everything into it. And that's, I just, it takes too much away from the family, the, uh, you know, the career and, uh, the, you know, the important things in life. So it was a matter of stepping back. Um, because when I do it again, I want to do it right. So, um, and I'm not saying if someone fell off of a team today and neither the night did a ride racer, I wouldn't jump in. Uh, but I probably wouldn't this year because I would bust up a family vacation to Maui and that would probably <laughs> not end well for me, you know, uh, but yeah, so there was, it was a couple complicated, you know, it was just complicated like decision. Um, but I'll tell you, Amy, there's no way that I, I'm not thinking about it every day. And the mm. hardest thing is to be on the sideline watching other people prepare for races and be ready and talk about it. And just the camaraderie of the other mushers. I've already been at one race this year that my daughter ran and another lady from the kennel ran. And uh, being on the sidelines like that, watching everybody take care of the dogs and do their thing, it it is, it's hard. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very hard to watch that. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's definitely difficult. I can imagine. It sounds, though, like the door is open at some point that you would like to do this again if the opportunity presents itself. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, I think uh, I made a lot of good friends, um, a fairly good name for myself um, with the veterinarians and the race officials and then just other other uh, racers where um, I had uh, shoot. Uh, we had our, not our pick of kennels, but we had a lot of different kennels that were, that wanted uh, myself and my daughter to come in and kind of train their teams up. We had um, proven Iditarod teams that were going to pay us and, you know, could have put us up in a house type of thing. And then um, we had um, just uh, friends that would have competitive teams that aren't able to do it this year. Mm. Um, and, and in the end, you have to go to what is the best, you know, the best fit. And we wanted uh we wanted a place that we could make a difference that we, you know, like our skills, my daughter and I, our skills are validated. So we found, uh, we found a small kennel that did just that. So yeah, there'll be a time when we go back um, and we find a team and we, we do whatever we can to, to make it, uh, you know, to do it right and do it the right way. Um, everything from nutrition to training, you know, to dog care, we want to do it all the right way. So we have to find the right system, the right place. And, uh, the right opportunity for growth. I know all that sounds cliche, you know, right? But it is. I mean, it. I don't want to be a place where I'm, you know, trying to, you know, put a square peg into a, right. a round hole. So uh, that we found, we found the right spot for us this year um, to grow my daughter. She'll be uh, running her second junior Iditarod team and then third junior Willow team. And these are like hundred mile wilderness races where there's no support. You send your kid into the wilds of Alaska for two days, um, with, uh, a tracker and, um, you know, all the perils, uh, frozen lakes, frozen rivers, you know, moose mountain passes and things like that. Um, and I mean, she's 15. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, I mean, it's, it's pretty neat getting her ready for that. Um, 
and having her grow from last year. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. Coaching's coaching's neat, but it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a neat way to stay with the sport. I definitely understand lots of former athletes. They make that jump to coaching too, because it keeps them close to the sport that they love. We're spending a few minutes with Matt, the musher, Matt Pavelio. He's joining us from Alaska for the first time in a long time. And I just want you to know, we've had so many people who've asked over the course of the last say nine months or so. And you weren't just with us for the course of your rookie. I did a rod, which was early 22, but also you were a participant in the after hours, chubby bunny champion. So, of course, we'll need to have you do that with us again (laughs) coming up in late March or early April. Yes, because you are a reigning co-champion along with producer Jay. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Well, I want to ask then about your daughter and the coaching. Um, You just kind of outlined the fears for a parent uh, and, and someone who's done it. And you went through a lot of those perils last year yourself. Um, what types of ways do you feel like you can help her? And how are you coaching her to do this again? Uh, poorly so far. Um, you know, um, like <laughs> uh, tonight, uh, I you know I'm I'm finishing my shift in the emergency room, and I I, I kind of send her a test a text message and say, you know, well, we I want you to kind of get ready for a run, and this is going to be a, a serious training run, a forty miler. And, you know, it's, it's everything from gear to, for ourselves. Um, we call it mandatory gear, everything you got to have in your sled that would keep you alive or you need to take care of the dogs has to be in the sled and then all the rigging and all of the things. And then I also wanted her to call and talk to the other girls in the yard and figure out which dogs are going and which trails we should run on. We have three or four major trail systems in the neighborhood. Um, and we have had, you know, 48 inches of snow and, um, just Whoa. all sorts of craziness out there. So it has been it finding trails to run are hard, but having her kind of seek that type of information out and then put it all together, um, it, it, that's that's going to be the next step because uh, then it, then she's you know she's making her list, she's checking it twice, she's kind of <laughs> going through all the things. And I I the thing is I didn't give her quite a a great list. I kind of fragmented my thoughts and I came back and some of the stuff was done and. Just kind of learning that uh, to give someone good directions, you got to give them a good checklist, and then they can then they can succeed. But if you kind of just, you know, I, I was just a little vague, and so once I kind of get that stuff around, I think it just it, it, you know, she'll be much better off seeing her work with the dogs and perform the sport itself. She's a natural. She's wonderful. She's wonderful in cold conditions and harsh conditions and wind and um, I mean just in. The 11th, she competed against adults, and she did wonderful. She was just nice, clean, easy breezy. But uh, the back end of it, preparing for the uh, expeditions and that type of stuff is, uh, and making the list herself and kind of putting it all together. She knows the stuff. She's done it. But, um, you know, just actually having her do that whole process is that's the next step. Um, yeah, and, and she's she'll do it. She's a very organized uh, woman and lady, and she's uh, – <laughs> You know, much smarter than I am. So it's it's fun to watch her come around. Mm. Well, I know last year, yeah, last year she did the the junior. I did a rod, and I just remember the videos. Uh, and your 
your pride as a parent. I think I remember asking you about uh, you watching her compete and waiting for her to show up at the finish line versus your own competition. And I think many parents can identify. It's far more nerve-wracking, if I remember correctly. That's what you told us, uh, to be watching and waiting for her than to actually do it yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I think about, uh, was it Raisman's parents in the Olympics? I, I think I said it last year, but, like, her mom and dad were just so nervous contorting their bodies and just like, you know, ooh, ah, ee, ah. And, um, and that's, that's what you feel like. I mean, we, every five seconds, we're watching the tracker to see where she is and uh, the GPS trackers that follow them along. And, um, and then, you know, trying to be there for her at the beginning and the end without overstepping, you know, keeping her like, it's her job, it's her race, it's her stuff to do and not like overstepping because, at the point you the competition starts, your coaching is pretty much done. You're just there as support, and she needs me there, but probably is just kind of a quiet in the background, <laughs> you know, no, just just a pillar. If she needs me, she can come to me. And uh, nothing so says that. quiet and in the background quite like you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we also well after just a few, you know, yes, yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of my mo. Nice. Well, I know that it it was a tough decision for you because I can hear it, uh, but also know how much you feel like you grew as a person and as a team leader and as a driver and all those things over the course of your own experience. So we will be rooting you on whenever it is that you decide that you're ready to jump back in. But I know our original conversation with you started over something as simple as best dog breed. And you called us up from Alaska (laughs) over a year ago to tell us that Huskies were by far the best dog breed out there. And so being around the dogs, uh, is that still therapeutic for you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, you know, um, every yard you get to go into it's um there's all the uh you know i i have a fondness for the the underdogs uh, so <laughs> we every yard you go into you find these dogs and i just always gravitate to or, towards them and uh so yeah working with this team there's you know the the bear litter that we have uh we have chicago and grizzly and kodiak and uh yeah it, it, there's um and yogi Aww. and Teddy. those those are all the you know they're all the different types of bears um the this litter is amazing right so they kind of carry the yard you don't have to worry about them there's a few scrappers in there and then lewis and clark are two just wonderful dogs and then <laughs> a few older dogs we've got walnut spruce and then uh my boy birchwood who's kind of on the he's in the back of the pack and i just love him he's a little bit growly with other dogs but doesn't fight and he i really want him to come on strong but he's just he's probably kind of fallen off a little bit and then we get a new guy rango that's young and a little bit spastic and he just pulls so hard but he you know doesn't have that self-preservation for like distance running i bet you he would be like a wonderful mid-distance guy or like you know uh you know an 800 meter runner or something like that but he's not that marathoner and uh so yeah it's um being around the dogs is great and then like in just running them like tomorrow my daughter and i will go out for 40 miles nice and uh in all your problems go away. Last year, every day I wasn't at the hospital, I was running dogs, and that's not necessarily the case this year. And uh, you find out that that is, yeah, I mean, you got to be doing my my makeup, my genetic makeup. I got to be moving forward, and I got to be, you know, uh, competing somehow. I don't know if it's checkers or darts or <laughs> you know, golf or uh, whatever. 
I got to be doing something, but dogs definitely. I've uh, I've I found my you know my number one mm. uh, like uh, ex- outdoor endeavor, I guess. And uh, and when I'm doing it, I'm just I'm in a better place. Mm. Matt, the musher is with us from Alaska, and after his rookie Iditarod, man, did life change for him. So I want to get an update on some of uh, the various adventures he has going on. But forgive me for not knowing this. I don't know how it works or how far, uh, you know, the the tr- the training and the kennels and the terrain, all that is and, and what it's like. But do you ever see any of the dogs that you ran with last year? Have you had a chance to to catch up with any of them? Yes, I mean bits and pieces. So um, a few of them, your boy Louie, and a few of them <laughs> went with Mats Peterson. Um, he's like a long time Iditarodder, and they live in Norway now. So if you're, I think I think he's in Degali, um, Degali Park, or something like that. Um, oh my gosh! And so uh, yeah, I think eight of them. Um, yeah, they were they were scooped up. Um, Kathleen, um, the owner of the kennel that I worked with before, mm-hmm. um, was kind of downsizing. And so she sold the core of her race team, um, wow. pretty well right after the race, like just maybe, a, maybe a month after the race. Um, and then the rest of the dogs competed in some of the local races, the dryland races, which is like you run with a dog or the dog, two dogs pull a bike and it's kind of a, a way to train pre snow. And then, um, we'll start seeing them now in the next week and a half. We'll be at the same races for the rest of the season. So I'll get to, I'll get to bump into all the girls again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's, that is, that's, it's difficult. I think about them often. They were very sweet. Um, came up, they, you know, we, we came a long way together and we spent a lot of nights together and um, yeah, I, I think they're doing good. There's, um, there's a, another nurse, from the lower 48 um that came up and she is attempting to qualify for i did rod so Whoa. um kathleen and a couple other uh, the the kennel owner and a couple other i did riders are helping uh this young lady um get uh qualified so the team's doing what it's uh, you know is, is in very very good hands again um although they are there's so much snow up there i think everyone's kind of having problems getting training miles in right now because it's there's just tons and tons of snow. So mm. I, you know, I worry about them like that, but only because I can't be there to help them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've, I've got a group of dogs I can help. And that's, uh, that's what we're, that's, you know, I'm, the, from here on out, we are, uh, we'll, we're full bore. We got about six weeks before TG's first race. And, uh, the focus is, uh, bringing their speed up and keeping them healthy, mm. healthy and fat. <laughs> healthy and fat. I can't even imagine the attachment that you have formed with them. And, and that will always be one that's really emotional too, but you relied on them uh, in the wilderness and some of the conditions that you pointed out. If you did not ever hear Matt, the musher story as told on after hours, not only do we have that preserved on our YouTube channel, but he was kind enough to give us exclusive access to some of his photos and videos that we also producer Jay put together with, his story of his Iditarod, his rookie Iditarod experience. So again, that's on our YouTube channel. Uh, one of our most popular guests of, of 21 and 22. Matt, we have to take a quick break, but then I want to get an update because I know you've been working on some kind of new adventures. If you wouldn't mind hanging on, we'll get right back to you. Matt, the musher awesome. is with us from Alaska. A little bit of a different shift in 22 and 23, but we're so glad to have him with us and getting an update here on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports 
Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Who let the dogs out? Listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I swear I had nothing to do with that. That was all Carlos. <laughs> but it fits for our special guest. Been waiting a long time to get an update from Matt the Musher, who joins us from Alaska. We first connected over a year ago over best dog breed, and Matt really had an answer that no one else could trump, and he's with us for a couple more minutes here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so you are not going to run the I Did a Rod in 2023, but that door is still open, and I can hear it in your voice, though. I am pretty excited for your daughter to continue in this adventure. I know that uh, she will rely on your expertise as well as just your your confidence in her, which you definitely have. But you've been busy connecting with a lot of others in the community, uh, the mushing community. So over the past few months, like even going back to April, what's it been like for you now to be part of that club, Matt? Uh, it's it's pretty neat. Um, you know, we 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 know what each other. You know, we know what we've been through, and um, and uh, you know, it's I it's hard to hard to completely understand um there's i mean everyone has their own takes on what we did and how we did it and uh but it's it's just uh it's a neat fraternity um and it's and it's and it's hard to get into and uh it's just it's super sweet i think it's uh you know you can cry with them you can talk to them you can mm-hmm. politic with them you know and uh we all we all know where we've been but it's been it's been very neat um it's kind of the whole thing has opened up a few little neat opportunities get to speak at my professional um nursing association's uh annual uh conference up here um and i'll get to do that again later on in the year um i get to do i've got to MC for uh i got to tell my story in front of um i don't know there are four or five hundred people uh at a, an event kind of like the mock on um on uh npr cool. um, but it's our version arctic entries and so I'll I'll go back during the Iditarod time when we do another show where we kind of we fill one of our bigger um, event um, arenas here. I mean, and I get to help MC with one of my good friends. So we'll have seven storytellers, and uh, yeah, it's the whole thing has opened up a ton of opportunities. But um, I think you're kind of alluding to it. But it, I've been taking um, pictures, selfies with every finisher I come across, <laughs> and. Um, I have um uh out of the 823 finishers you know I'm I'm you know I'm working my way through there uh now and uh I meet people all the time uh that refer me to someone or I kind of meet a friend of a friend and I've taken pictures with people's uh family members uh, I did rod finishers that have passed away and um started kind of at first it started I would just post me in a picture of them with our finishing numbers and then I started putting their names and adding stories to them, and mm. um, just find. I mean, I've taken pictures with finishers from 1974. Wow. Um, people that have passed away in the last uh, just couple of years. I've, they're, you know, a daughter or a grandson, or and just hearing all these amazing heroic stories of these people, or you know, sad stories of how they passed, or just kind of just wild stories that you know, you know, nobody in Hollywood could write these stories. Mm. You know, these are just to be told you know, around a campfire type of thing. So that, that project's been pretty neat. Um, and it's just, that's, 
just because I'm a social media junkie and I like taking uh, <laughs> selfies with people. But uh, it's, I mean, there's some really neat people running around uh, the neighborhoods up here, for sure. What are a couple of the more popular questions that you get asked when you speak or when people want to hear about your Iditarod experience? Um, I think they, you know, one of the more, how do you, how do you deal with the sleep deprivation? Um, and it, do the dogs really like to do it? And, um, yeah, the dogs really like to do that, do it. I think, um, any, anytime you do anything with positive reinforcement and, uh, I mean, meaning kids treats, or, <laughs> <laughs> treats. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. And, and they, they always went for them. we I found their rhythms, you know, I knew what they wanted. And if not, I had another type of treat. I mean, we, I was down to, I had, they could have, I don't know, buffalo, they could have beef, they could have chicken fat, they could have um, king salmon, they could have cat food, they could have crap like old Roy dog food. I mean, there were, you had to flip, I mean, most of their dog food is like high-end $70 a bag type stuff, but these guys had just about anything, and they had their rhythms, and uh, uh, once they started eating, they just wouldn't stop. I couldn't feed them (laughs) enough, and so, um, yeah, they they love what they were doing, and they... Um, yeah, and they just enjoyed it. But, um, and then the sleep deprivation thing, I mean, I have no idea how I did it. It's that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's one of the reasons I like, it, it scares me to ever do it again. It's like, I, I have no idea how I did it. I think I just kind of woke up and I was in Nome at a certain point, you know, <laughs> I just kind of for, you know, for two weeks you exist on the trail in this kind of trance like state. And then you just kind of you know, come over this hill and they're like, oh, shoot, there's the finish line. How about oh that? Gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's, adrenaline, it's adrenaline, but also I would say probably your time as a nurse, especially working in the ER, prepares you for that as well because there are long hours yeah. and there are times when you're exhausted on your feet and yet you keep going because you have to. Right. I mean, you know, if your mic comes unplugged, you plug it back in. You just keep going okay. on. Low blow, no Matt. What. Low blow. No, no matter what. No, but, you know, it's a, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yes, yes, absolutely. Twenty five um, years. No, Twenty five years of doing radio, and I've never walked in a studio where the mic was unplugged ever in 25 years. How does anyone ever unplug the mic and not plug it back in? Is my dumb question. I guess. Uh, who who knows? It is. It's awesome. It's flip-flopping schedule, too. It's so hard to do that. It so is. Nights to yes. days, days to nights. You, you end up losing days. And, Amy, I, as much as I love you in this slot, like, we want you to <laughs> I want, I want you to have normal, natural lip, rhythms. Some people pretend to like nights for a long, long time. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Any, uh, I've, I've done my nights. Um, and it was fantastic. Nights for me, if I did night shifts, I could coach during the day. So there I coached. And this is just pre-racing stuff. I was I was able to work my night shifts, get a couple hours of sleep, go yes. and coach, and then make it to my next shift. So there's there's definitely reasons to be there. Mm. Um, but, man, it's it can be very hard when you're making those switches over or you, yes. you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to sleep today. I'm just going <laughs> to go to bed at a normal person's time. And it's... I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Um, I don't know how people. I've I've done it for times, but night shifts are hard.
So, they definitely yeah. are. It won't be forever, though. I tell you, at the end of this contract, it'll be 10 years on this particular time slot. And I'm thinking that's probably enough. So we'll see. I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, before I let you go, I know that I talked to you over the summertime. You were in Michigan, so you were home, and you were spending time yeah. with family, which was great. And you asked yep. me a question about starting a podcast. Now, I told you that I would help. Apparently, as it turns out, you don't need my help. But whatever happened with the <laughs> Matt the Musher podcast um well it's it's very neat uh, my a very good friend from norway uh peter varga who's followed the race in a photojournalist and he's been all over the world he works for a company or well it's his place uh tying that studio they he taught he approached me about it um he said why would you consider starting a podcast and interviewing people one-on-one so this is how this is how far we've gotten We've gotten our uh, some basic equipment because everybody says don't go buy the thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Just get basic stuff. And then I've gotten yeses from a lot uh, from a few top mushers like Jesse Holmes uh, from Life Below Zero. He's you know you know eighty thousand Instagram followers, huge following. He would be an interesting guy to talk to. Um, but I haven't done. I haven't been able to get an interview. I'm still working on all the tech stuff like yes. do i have my settings right on GarageBand, and do um am i sending the right type of file and amy i am not i'm not that guy i, I mean <laughs> i need a producer james or carlos or whoever you who you know that's the stuff because i'm gonna send peter the raw files in norway right. he'll put it all together and then we'll we'll do our show um he lets me kind of do my chit chat and like and that's probably what i'm good at but the tech stuff and making it sound good so we have a decent product is uh that's going to be that's the part we're working on. So um, slowly but surely, because there's not enough time in a day to get everything done. Um, But I would like to get some of these stories out there because extraordinary stuff like this Ben Jacobson guy that I, I met his uh, family. um, He has an amazing story. And then, then another fellow's uh, grandson that had passed. And this guy, this, his grandfather had done, had been in this race called the great Alaskan sweepstakes. It's every 25 years. And he was a couple get a, fourth place finish and then the way home his plane crashed with him and another musher and a bunch of dogs and it's just there's there's these amazing stories of you know survival and wow. winning and loss and um and i think if you i yeah i want some cool fluffy information from these guys you know uh, like <laughs> what's your favorite dog breed but that's gonna that's gonna start the uh, that's gonna start the conversation and hopefully <laughs> we get some really cool, neat stuff. Um, and I don't get too serious and I keep it quirky because that's what I like. Uh, yes. so, uh, it should be, we, it's slowly, but surely I've got some yeses Good. on the interviews. Um, got to work out that tech stuff. Um, because, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I just got to make sure things are plugged in. And, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that times. I'm sorry. I overdid it. No, I totally understand, though, because it's not my area of expertise either, though after as many years as I've done it, uh, I could, I, I feel like I could fake my way through a conversation. But, yes, we all need a producer, Jay. He's really good at the tech stuff. So I am confident that he would be happy to help you with any of that if, uh, if you need it. And, of course, we're here. If you would like to launch uh, your podcast, we'd be happy to help you promote it, too. And, and you have to promise us that you'll return uh, when it's time for the follow-up to the Chubby Bunny National Championship. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we, uh, it should be hosted possibly at some sort of like 
special golf event around <laughs> Easter time, say the Masters or something like that, and it would get nice. like come someplace warm and golf and do all of that. Because second, when I give up mushing, I'm 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 going, you know, I'm definitely senior amateur type of guy. That's where there I want to be in the golf okay. world. So, but you're not giving up mushing yet. Just to confirm, even know. though you're not racing in 23, you're not giving up mushing yet. You will be mushing again. Oh, yeah. It all, everything okay, sucks compared to mushing. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Nice. I like it. Well, thank you for making your announcement here on the show. And uh, thank you for spending a half hour plus with us. Thank you for giving me crap about a microphone cord that wasn't plugged so in. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. Love, and love. Uh, I would love for you to come back and let us know how your daughter's doing as she goes through this process. I know that you're a proud papa, but really, you're welcome back anytime, even if you just want to practice your podcasting skills. Sounds good, Amy. I appreciate it. And thank you for the offers to help. Uh, It's definitely going to be needed. So thank you. Perfect. Happy New Year to you and your family. And we will talk soon, Matt. Be safe. Thank you, Amy. Bye-bye. Matt Pavelio, Matt the Musher, he is one of your favorites, and I've been saving him as a bit of a holiday surprise. So I wanted to make sure that you heard from him. He's had some kind of a crazy year. You can hear it in his voice, though. Definitely misses having that adventure on his plate for the upcoming uh, spring, late winter, early spring. But he's not done. He's not retiring. Uh, So we're going to continue to follow his career. And again, if you missed his story of the 22 Iditarod, he was a rookie. He finished. It was harrowing. It was crazy. There were animal encounters. There are also videos and photos on our YouTube channel after hours with Amy Lawrence. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.